Yo, 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 it's your boy H2O, and welcome to another edition of the New Balance Podcast. Listen, it's so good to be with you, and it's so good to just be in the land of the living, right? Man, 2020, I mean, 2022 is off like a rocket. Uh, things are moving, shaking, and as we as we rock here on the New Balance Podcast, I'm so glad to be with you. As I always say, we have another one in the building. Um, listen, I want you guys to stay tuned. There are so many things that are happening with us this year, and it's all of them, all of them are excited. I'll try to talk about as many of them as possible, but I do want you to like, share, subscribe. Remember, go to Spotify, New Balance Podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, New Balance Podcasts. Go to Google Podcasts, um, New Balance Podcasts. Go to Stitcher. Listen, go to Anchor. We are leveling up, right? And I think this is the time. If you're going to level up, this is the time to do it. Uh, enough about that. Listen, I have a special guest. All of my guests are special, but this is my sister in the building, New Balance Podcast. Put your hands together for none other than Miss Jacqueline Brown. What up, JB? What up, what up, what up? Good morning. Man, good morning, good morning to you too. Listen, it's so good to be with you on the New Balance Podcast. And um, for those who don't know, um, we're jumping off uh a brand new series um, that's near and dear to my heart. Um, we're calling this series Life After Death. And yeah, I said death, the big D word. Um, I know a lot of times um, it's something that we really don't want to have to deal with, things that we don't want to have to face. But when we look at the landscape of living, um, death is a part of life. And when we don't deal with it, um, it can cause other things in our lives to die. And so today, um, my special guest, Miss JB, Miss Jacqueline Brown, um, she and I are co-workers. Um, unique, so unique how um, God crossed our paths at work. You know, um, she is, she's a sweetheart, man. She she takes real good care of the, of the guys and the ladies, you know, um, at the J. And it was, it was funny. Um, well, not funny. It's really, it's a thing that makes you stand out. You know, people are dealing with so much. Um, there's so many things going on. And when you just see a person that's always smiling, that's always bubbly, always has a positive outlook on life and just chipper, especially in the line of work that we do, it makes the individual stand out. So I remember specifically one evening, um, the day was ending and we just began to talk. And before I knew it, um, we ended up talking mm. and then we began to start talking about our faith and just different things. And she began to share a little bit of her story. And when I heard it, I was like, listen, we need to get you on so the world can hear your story. Um, mm. I believe it would really encourage and help so many people. And that's what it's about moving people forward. So, Miss Jacqueline, could you say hi to the audience and bring us up to speed on what's going on with you? Hello, hello uh, to the audience and to all of the listeners. Yes. Uh, first, I would like to say thank you. Um, it is a pleasure and it is an honor to be invited on this uh, podcast. Um, Absolutely. And I want to tell you that I'm very, very proud of you and your family for what you, you do and mm. for what you do for the community and for being driven in your mission and in your purpose. Um, mm. It's grateful how it's, it's a grateful experience, how you, um, you have a thought that becomes an idea mm. and with action, it becomes a, a goal and a plan and mm. uh, you and your family are executing it. And I just want to say thank you. And um, to add to you know, how we did meet. Um, it was very unique because, you know, I just, it was just a seasonal something um, to kind of do and to bridge over some things. And, you know, you just, I always keep myself open because you never know what mm -hmm. blessings are going to come from what person. So right. to have the the pleasure of hearing the things that you said, oh, for sure. I would have never known and thought because, you know, right. it, was, it was a job. Right. And um, I appreciate 
appreciate it and and I'm grateful and I'm humbled um, by being here and to your audience and the listeners. Thank you for being a part. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate that. My family appreciates that. I want to tell you something that I I can't, I don't tell every guest, but there are specific guests um, that I tell this to. Um, I did invite you on, gave you the invitation, but know this because of where you are in life, your life opened the door for you to get the invitation. Right. So in other words, whatever, whatever place you're at in life, things um, that you're hoping to do, your outlook and where you want to move in life because of your heart. I can't take credit for God aligned it for such a time as this. And I know today that there are going to be so many people that are going to be helped. They're going to be encouraged. They're going to be inspired because um, when you share with me what you share with me and then looking, right. um, I was like, okay, that's, that's very powerful. That's very, very, very powerful. So um, what we'll do is we'll kind of, we'll kind of, we'll jump in. Um, um, it's really no, no, no easy way to, to start a con- the conversation when you're dealing with death, right? right. Um, those that follow and rock with me, um, I, I've, I've experienced death. Uh, we've all have experienced death. Um, my family, we've experienced our share of death during COVID. And that's a unique thing in itself. So, you know, those that are listening, if you if you lost loved ones during this time of COVID and just this, this season of just unrest and uh, so much pressure, it's different. Yes. Like you can't even begin to imagine. So our prayers are with you and our thoughts are with you. Um, but, Thank you. When, but when we were talking um, and we were in there, we were laughing, having a good time. Um, I don't even know how we how we got to the place where we we were talking about death. I think I mentioned about the podcast or something. And you said that, you know, I lost my daughter. And I was mm-hmm. like, what? I know you like pulled up a chair. Yeah. <laughs> It was, you were like I wouldn't, frozen. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting it. I, and most of the times when you hear that from people um, who lose a loved one, and then I've heard, like, I've lost my mom, I've lost my, my mm-hmm. father, oh, man, I lost my grandparents. All of those were so, so hard. But I hear losing a child is a whole nother level of loss. Um, so when you said that, this is what this was the thing. You said it in such a way, but you had joy about it, right? That's that was the thing that intrigued me. And so when you begin mm. to give like the timeline with it, I'm like, mm. so I want to talk about it. So I think we'll just go in there. Um, if you can okay. tell the, you know, tell the viewers, <laughs> the listeners, you know, talk about your story, you know, talk about your daughter. And then- well, okay. Okay. You want me to just dive in? Yeah, I want you to dive in because <laughs> one of the things you remember, uh-huh. and, and the reason I'm, I, I think this is important, um, if you want, when you're watching this, or if you're watching it, um, one of the things you said to me, because I asked you right after you said that, I said, well, do you mm-hmm. talk about it? Remember? I said, do, well, do you talk about it? And yes. you, you look, he's like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think during this time, um, there are so many people who are not talking. Their life has shut down. Their everything that's that was once living has died along with the death. And so when we dive into more of what we're going to be doing today, you'll see where it's, that's not how it should be. And if you're not careful, if it's a prolonged thing, you can find yourself in a real, real bad place. And so what we're wanting to do is just to help bring some comfort, right? And then maybe give you some tools, some steps, some help to help you move forward with it. Because like I said, death is a natural part of life, right? People are going to die. People you love and care about, they're going to die. So how do you navigate it, right? And it shouldn't come to just shut your life down and stop your life. Even, even if it's a, if, um, if it's a tragedy, if it's a tragic death, right? How do you mm. deal with that? So 
go right ahead, Miss Jacqueline. Okay. All right. Awesome. Um, I'm going to do my best um, sure. to go from there to now. To now. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> um, because it's definitely been a journey and yeah. a, a major adjustment. Right. Um, my daughter was 17 when I lost her. And uh-huh. I'll start with saying her name was Keylandra Monet. Keylandra. Wow. Uh-huh. Keylandra. And um, okay. she was known as Sunshine. Sunshine. And um, she played volleyball um, and she loved to eat. And she loved to sleep Mm. and she loved to sit out by the pool. Mm. Um, She loved water just like her mom. And um, I lost her to a uh, suicide. Mm. And um, that hasn't always been easy to say. Absolutely. Um, I lost her in 2013, November 6th of 2013. Mm. And, um, it still sometimes feels like it was yesterday. Right. You know, it just feels like I'm just going to pinch myself and wake up and she's going to be there or she's going to come through the door. Right. But when it comes to the reality now, um, I know that that's not going to happen. Right. But um, you said something earlier about if you're not careful, you know, you can and you will, you know, find yourself in a, in a sad place. Mm-hmm. And it's normal. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the right to tell you, you know, how mm-hmm. or where or how. Well, I won't say how. I'll say how long, how long you yes. are to breathe because right. um, it hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it hurts to the core. Um, since I lost my daughter, I've also lost my grandmother, which mm-hmm. was my dad's mom. And right. we called her Della May. Della May. And, uh-huh, and my mom, six months after, um, and I had to, to handle all of them and mm. two of them really alone. Right. And um, the one that just really hurts the most is my child. Yes. You know, um, because although I, I am a part of my mom, my daughter was a part of me, you know, mm-hmm. and when you, I'll say this, you know, cause I don't want to be insensitive, you know, losing sure. a child at any age from conception to any age is, is difficult yeah. because you lose a part of you, but you also lose a little hope. Yes. You lose some of your dreams, you lose yes. some of your aspirations. And for some of us, um we we make the the notion that you know this is this is my reason for you know starting over or mm-hmm. getting it right or um dreams and aspirations and get them getting them off to college and hoping to see them have children and get married and, yes. and work and go through some of the things that we did you know that right. got us to this point mm-hmm. and it's like when it's snatched away from you, mm. it kind of sends you to a state of shock, yeah. you know, and depending on the person mm-hmm. and where life has brought them from, you know, from childhood to adulthood, mm-hmm. it's going to vary on yeah. how you process that information Mm. because everybody doesn't process death in the same way That's right. because we don't all learn in the same way right growing up I would go to funerals and you know I would just you know breeze through them you know you wanted me to do the hair and makeup okay no problem I don't have a problem but after losing my daughter I didn't I couldn't even go back into my church Mm -hmm. I couldn't even because I just It was just a huge void, you know, Mm -hmm. and getting past that and processing it from, like I said, coming from your upbringing or your socioeconomic path, Mm -hmm. it's different how you process it. It is. It's it's very different how you process it. And, um, 
you know, the old saying, uh, spare the rod, spoil the child or mm-hmm. uh, uh, raise a child up in, in, in Christ so that when they grow up, they know from which they came mm-hmm. to which they will return. Mm-hmm. Um, facts. Facts. Because I guess after losing my daughter, I questioned everything. Yes, And I absolutely. do mean everything from every right. hair on my head to my pinky toe. Yes, yes. <laughs> and um, why was the question? I didn't ask, I didn't really ask God why, mm-hmm. but it was more so how did I miss it or how did I, how was I not there, you know? Mm -hmm. And it just, uh, it made me question everything um, from as far back as I can remember as to why do I make the decisions that I make? Mm -hmm. Why do I like the things that I like? Right. Why am I the way that I am, you mm. know, and it brings you fast forward to mm. what is it that you don't like or what is it that you can fix or what is it that you need to fix? Right. right? And mm. that's all a part of the process. Right. And if we fight it, it takes longer. Yes. It takes yeah. it takes longer. And I fought it. I fought it. It's been almost nine years, nine years this year. Mm. in November and um I may have could have you know could have been um further along but yeah one thing that I've learned to come to appreciate and that's God's timing yeah um you can only handle one day at a time that's you it. can only do what you can do in one day mm-hmm. and every day is not going to be you know <laughs> birds chirping yeah (laughs) and the sun rays shining on you right you know and skipping through the day it's not gonna always be that way but if you can just find the strength Mm -hmm. just find just just a little bit of strength yes to make one step he'll make two incredible incredible listen that's so powerful um I'll go back to my shock when you told me now that I know the specifics of it, when you experience what you've experienced, well, first, let me say this. There are four things on this whole series. I'll be talking to each, um, you know, guest and asking are expressing and explaining these four things. And you've touched all four of them, but we're going to delve into them. The first thing is, you know, you have to allow yourself to grieve. That's, you have to, like, and it sounds so easy to do, right? When you say just allow yourself to grieve, but um, I tell you, it's it's not the easiest thing to do. And so what's important is if you can see what it looks like, what it feels like, and I think you did a great job of expressing that, right? Um, you said now it is, it's almost eight years or has been eight years. So, and you just sharing, you can still see the emotion, the pain of it. You're still going through the grieving process. And Absolutely. so please, if you're, if you're listening to me, this is year number eight, right? Um, at one point, I didn't know if I would share it, but I am going to share it because I think it'll help somebody. I'm going on, this past October made 18 years since my mom passed away. Wow. I, listen, November was the first November that I didn't have the fallout breakdown, heartbreak. Oh, my heart's going to be broken forever in terms of yeah. this her not being here. But the emotional and all the other things, the grieving of that, this was the first year after 18 years that it didn't have that grip on me. And I was like, I rejoice. I'm like, Lord, thank you. That thing was so heavy on me. And not only was that heavy, but what else was heavy? <laughs> trying to act like I have it together. 
Ah. And because my people that love me, they know me. I'm relational. I that thing mo man, you good? My sister uh-huh. checking, you good? Talk to me. Tell me something, boy. My wife, you good? And I'm yeah, I'm good. Lying the whole yes. way through. I mean, I'm just tore up on the inside, but I don't want them to see it. I don't want them to know it. I just want to be transparent with you. 18 years. So eight years, you and you can see it. You heard it. So when we say allow yourself to grieve, allow yourself to grieve. Now, I do believe yeah. there are stages in grieving. I do. Right. Facts. If if and there are no in no particular order. No particular order. But I will, I do want to say this to the viewer. If you and I'm just using this as an example. I'm using Miss Jacqueline. If it's say been eight years and the pain of it is exactly like it was eight years ago, well, then I want to encourage you to open up that grief and let's look at it um, to see how we can move you forward. Because for that type of pain to be that that at that level for eight years, that's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for you mentally. It's not healthy for you physically because, because we know when we go through things like that, they affect us in a physical way as well. We, you know, our mind, our will, our intellect, all of that is impacted by it. So if you, the person is impacted that way, if you're in a family or part of a family, you better know they've been impacted. They may not never say it, but grief is something that we have to deal with, right? And so I wanted to say that. So I just, man, I want to say kudos to you. Just, you know, I can be honest with you. If someone would have asked me to come on a podcast to talk about my mom passed, it's no way I could have done it. I, unless it was in this year, November. This would be the first in 18 years, right? I listen, man of God, no God's word. Look, I have walked with uh, so many other people through their grieving process, right? But me, myself, I could not, I could not have done this 17 and a half years ago through that period is the way. So I commend your strength. Thank What's you. another thing? You touched on it. You have to express your feelings. Talk yeah. about how you feel. It's so yeah. important. Do not bottle it up because it will happen is if you bottle it up. It's going to work against you like a poison, right? Yeah. So you got to talk about your feelings, right? I like what yep. you said. I like what you, but well, I'm going to wait and say that one last. The next thing is, <laughs> ex, look, express your grief to loved ones and or friends. You got, you got to, you're going to have to trust somebody to talk. And yeah. I know sometimes it's like, man, I don't want to be vulnerable in that way. I don't want to tell anybody how I feel. You're going to have to find you someone to talk to. And I'll take you it do. a step further. If you, if you don't have the family or friends to talk to, I'm going to encourage you to um, find a therapist or someone that you can talk to, right? That's too heavy of a burden to just be carrying around and never yeah. talk about it. Right. Yeah. So um, you, you said it, I didn't even mention any of these, but you touched on them. <laughs> and then I'll get to the last one. And then I'll go back up to the top. The last one one that I think is so important that we sometimes have been taught not to do is you have to ask questions and search for answers. You said it. You said, I question everything. Everything. From my head to everything. Now watch this. As a believer, we know what death is. God has told us the death process. And as believers, if you will, there is a death plan. In other words, we don't view death like everybody else, right? Even though it's painful, right? Right. But if you're going to live in this life, death is a part, death is a part of your exit strategy, right? But for us, we have a different exit, uh, exit strategy. So, but this is key. When you ask questions, you said, I, I question everything, right? You talk to God. She said this, you heard her. She questioned God. She didn't blame God. I'm going I'm to let that, I'm going to sit that right there. Let she questioned right. God. <laughs> she questioned God. She didn't blame God. There's a huge difference. Yeah. Right. And I know, this, you know, if you, if you want to discuss it with me, DM me, text me, email me. Right. Um, 
you know, uh, God, God's not breaking your heart like that. God's not giving you that type of, he not giving you that type of grief, right? It's like, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. And so we have these questions when death happens, right? And it's so, it's so important that you don't begin to blame God, point the finger and fall off with him. But all the things she said, she's like, no, I questioned though. And you have a right to, you have a right to. And I will tell you this, you ask God, (laughs) <laughs> if, if you sincere be careful about asking, what you ask I was just going to say be careful what you ask because he's going to give you an answer mm-hmm. he's going to give you oh, an yeah. answer and so um, many times yeah. you want to know you, you absolutely want to know and I promise you we serve a God he will answer the question right yeah. so, so sis so now um, you know as a parent you know first of all and you touched on some of them you just all of the thoughts. I want to talk about the thoughts because um, whether we want to admit it or not, but your thoughts can, they can have you in the place if you're not careful, especially for a long period of time. So like you said, the, probably some of the first things, it's like when it happens, the first thing happens is the blame. You put the, I blame me. This is my, you know, you're the parent. Because that's my child. It's my child. Uh, that's you, my you, responsibility. Respo- that's your responsibility. So the first yeah. thing is my, this is my fault. What did I didn't I didn't I didn't do something right. I didn't, you know, right. I should have done this better. All of these things begin to go off in your mind. And what it's like if you're not careful, I'm not saying you shouldn't go through the thought process, right? Especially if you have um if you have other kids in this using this situation. So right. if you have other kids, you have to understand that not only are you affected, but how does this affect our family? And then the other kids that are in the family, right? Right. But you you begin to just question everything about, and I'm not, and I'm not telling you um, that you shouldn't, but I am telling you there it's time sensitive. It, it, it's time sensitive. And so um, whether you're in a marriage, whether you're single, it doesn't change the dynamics of what you're feeling, right? Which is the next one, expressing your feelings. You have to express it. Now, if you're mad, okay, you express being mad, but we're not going to stay there, right? And then we don't want to express being mad at other people and on other people, right? Can you can you talk a little bit about the expressing your feelings part, uh, Ms. Jack? Well, um, I grew up in a household where you were to be seen and not heard. Um, mm. It wasn't one of those that you really had a voice in in anything. You know, you speak when I tell you to speak. Absolutely. Um, it wasn't one of those you had an opinion. Mm. Um, so. I've kept a lot of feelings for a lot of things and for a lot of reasons inside. Mm -hmm. And going back to what I was saying earlier, you know, depending on how you grew up or, you know, where you came from to how you process things. Right. And when you come from a place like that and something hurts you so bad, Mm -hmm. so bad that you can't internalize it. Mm forever mm-hmm. you can't hold it because it will kill you right it will kill you it creates a a stress and a strain there on the is. heart there the mind mm-hmm. the body and the mm-hmm. spirit mm-hmm. because you can be in so much pain that you choke out yep the spirit and you can be in so much pain that it causes you neurologic and physical deficits Mm-hmm. You know, and so being able to find a safe place and a safe space to talk to someone, it may seem like it's hard at first, but it's just a, a willingness to trust, mm-hmm. a willingness to be to be open and to be transparent, because at some point you have to get it out. Okay. Right. You, you have to be able to express mm-hmm. that feeling of what's going on inside because you are not the only one. Yes. Yeah. 
there are other people out there that have lost mm. and they hurt. Yeah. You know, like you said earlier, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have lost loved ones and yes. that are hurting and don't want to speak up and speak out. But right. when you do and you let the light in, yeah. it changes your whole perspective on how you look at the situation. Wow. No matter how traumatic it might have been or how it happened, you right. know, because that's the layout we don't get. We know that we are born, but we don't know when we're going to die. Absolutely. Wow. So we have to take appreciation in that everything that is born will die. Right. Everything from everything. seeds, trees, animals, plants. I mean, right. everything, you know, so it's just all in how we look at it and find the beauty in the everyday, mm-hmm. like it's your last, because mm. every day is a gift. Every day mm. is a gift. And people mm. say, you only live once. I totally disagree. And Absolutely. when people say it, I just, why yeah. do you think like that? Because right. you only die once. There we you go. live every day. Absolutely. Every day. Absolutely. So that's how I keep it going is because I know that if I if I open my eyes mm-hmm. and I can see, yes, it's a good day. It's a good day. It's a yeah. good day. So yeah. you know, no matter how I'm feeling. You know, right. I get a little older, you know, you get a little aches and, and quirks and things, but <laughs> you know it. if it's I can reminder. open my eyes, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for another day. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So that's good. No, listen, that's wonderful. So with that thought, talking about expressing your feelings, I want to read two scriptures that maybe they're familiar to us, but someone they may not be familiar to. The first one is in Psalms 34 and 18. And it says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. When you lose a loved one, trust me, you are crushed in spirit. Trust me, you are. Another one, same book, Psalms 147.3. He says, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds when you go through tragedy like that when you go through a death like that right i'm telling you there is a that you get a wound there is a wound um that you're gonna have for the rest of your life but watch this the scripture says he binds it up there is a such thing as just having an open wound and death if we're not careful sometimes It'll, it'll cause us to have an open wound longer than what it should. So when you hear that he heals the brokenhearted, right? Both scriptures say he heals the brokenhearted. The Lord, yeah. he heals the brokenhearted. Then he says he's close to the brokenhearted. I said that to say this. So you're talking to parents right now, right? What would you say to another mother? What would you say to a set of parents, right? Who's, who sat where you sat? How would you, what information would you give them to help them to be able to express it and to help move them forward? Because even though I see you, there aren't any easy ways right. or any or words. <laughs> go ahead. No, go right ahead. I see this. I, I want that's what I want. I want like people. List, I. I'll, I'll help. I'm going to talk with you with it because um, once again, I want to say this publicly. I said it privately. I appreciate you agreeing to do it. I understand the courage that it takes for you to do it. And I understand the emotion and the feelings of everything that's having to do it. And if you're watching this, you see what I see. So this is for me, this is like giving someone an open book test, right? I know you're you're the student on today, right? But I promise you this, I do know this about you. Even though that's a wound, I do know this, there's some healing that's taking place too. Absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. I can tell that, I know that much uh, about it when we talked about 
We were talking about that situation, but also you begin to talk about the life in it, right? And so that's the part that I want whomever it is, um, explicitly if it's parents, who not explicit, but whoever you are, whatever death, whatever death you've gone through of experience is very, very important to you. So I want you to be able to move forward. I'm telling you, it was 18 years. This past November was the first November that I that I have I did not grieve. And I can tell you probably the first 15 years, I was grieving like it had just happened. I'm just being honest with you. That's real talk. I'm talking about, I remember the migraine headaches that came along with that. I remember the tension. And let me, now watch this. Don't let me have to go to a funeral and go back home and go to the graveyard where my mom was buried. Oh, it's, it's a wrap. Right. It's a wrap. I mean, even <laughs> as when I would have clergy assignments, that's just part of being a minister. You do funerals, right? And I've done my right. fair share of them. There was, not, there was not one time that I ever had to go back and the pain of it would just almost kill me. I couldn't even hardly properly do the assignment for the pain of my mom being down there. So I'm telling you this, it is very real, right? It's very real. But also just as real as the pain, there is a, there is a place where you can experience some peace. There is a place where you can move forward. There is a place where the sun is shining, right? There is a place (laughs) where life is happening again. And I want you to have that so, so bad, right? I want you to have, you need to experience it. I promise you, you need, you don't know how much you need it, right? And so um, I'll say to you, um, Ms. Jacqueline, yeah, you give your answer. I know it's not one answer, but I want to hear from, (laughs) I want to hear from you because I believe what you have is very valuable, right? So share with them, you know, if you're talking to another mom who just shared her story, about her daughter, what would you tell her to help her move forward? Well, it's it's ironic that you say that uh, because shortly after I lost my daughter, probably maybe about a month after, I get a mm-hmm. phone call from my cousin and she says, you're such a strong and beautiful person and I don't know how you're not falling apart. But because you're not falling apart, I have a friend that I really need you to talk to. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, is is okay. I mean, sure, if I can help. So she goes on to tell me, and she said, I'm gonna give you your, her number. And she had just she had just lost her daughter like a couple of days. Um, and when I called her, she couldn't. She couldn't talk. All she could do is cry. And I told her I understood and I was there. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we put on that, that face in front of others. Mm-hmm. And we don't give ourselves our own proper space. Mm-hmm. So what I would say to another mother is... I'm here with you okay. and you're not alone. Yes. And everything has a purpose. Right. We don't mm. see it right now. Right. We don't know what it is. Right. But if we believe and trust God, mm-hmm. everything has a reason and a purpose. Wow. And mm. we have to not harden our hearts and to keep him close. Mm. And he makes it, he makes it, he makes it easier. But I will add, I have to say this again, because depending on where you, you're coming from, mm-hmm. what other baggage is on you when that situation happens, yes, that becomes marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that baggage becomes so heavy mm-hmm. 
that you can carry it if you want to try. Mm-hmm. But as I stated before, it'll kill you. It's 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 like it'll choke the life right right out of you. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you not necessarily take the steps that I take because you may not have walked the journey that I walked. Right. But if you question things that you've gone through, or I'll just say, if you start to unpack the baggage, right. You will find a lot of answers there. Yeah. And you will also find a lot of release. Right. There. And you'll find that it's okay. Absolutely. And you can't let it go. Can't let it go. Wow. That's good. That's really good. So if you're listening, there it is. There's a prescription for you, right? Just in that. You said something that made me think. Um, the Lord says he's close to the brokenhearted. Is it possible? Is it possible for you to go through this and not allow the Lord to be close to you? Or be yes. close to your heart, right? In other words, you can you can reserve the right, like, and it goes back to you questioning everything that you didn't you didn't question or you didn't blame God. And to me, that's a that's a total different place. I was so, upset. Yeah, I was oh, upset. Absolutely. I was absolutely. upset. You know, just absolutely. as Job was upset, you Man, know, but he he still he still said, "I will I will trust you." But I'm angry. Yes. Why do I have to lose this? Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Of, of all, all the things to, to lose, why right. this? Right. You know? So, yeah, I was I was angry. Yes. I had questions, but I wasn't mad. I feel like dogs get mad. You mm-hmm. know? People don't get mad. They get angry. Get angry. Right. You know? And they have questions. Right. You know? But when it all boils down to why are you angry? What's hurting you? You have to answer those questions yes. in order for you to make progress. And if you don't answer those questions, you right. hesit- you, you delay your progress. Right. Yeah. And I'm glad you say that because when we talk about the God piece too, the other thing is there is a narrative that, well, you know, you this big God up in the sky and you can do anything. Well, why didn't you save my baby or why did you allow this to happen? Right. And if you're not careful, it could be such a very insensitive thing. I'm always mindful to tell people when they go through death or no matter kid, husband, wife, mother, grandmother, whoever the loved one is, I'm like, I want you to understand something. You're not dealing with a God that is insensitive. Um, God, he lost his son too. I'm talking about <laughs> he lost his son, right? And if you if you really if you would be technical, God he technically he lost two sons. He lost Adam first, right? Right. Because the choice that he made, he put something in place. And because of what is his choice, that's why we have to even experience death. See, I, I, I want you, I say, sometimes when you go through it, you have to take a step back from it and look at it for what it is. So right. you're dealing with a guy who he, listen, he understands. And then he has another son, Jesus, who would, would give his life. So he lost two sons. What, what I would like to do now uh, Jacqueline is transition with the time that we have left. Um, one of the things that made me um, excited to hear you uh, share with me was when I began to share with you the different things that I'm doing with families, with communities. Um, I was sharing with you, I wrote a book, I wrote the book to my song. I saw life just leap out of you, right? Um and when you when you uh, responded that way, I was thinking about um, God promises. He's like, God said, God said, hey, God said, I'm going to wipe all your tears away. That's a promise. I think it's in Revelation um, where he talks about that. And when you go through a grieving process, there is a period where 
God, he is going to wipe the tears away. He is. He definitely is. And you have to hold on to that promise. But another way to be workers with God, right, uh, for him to wipe the tears away is you find something to give into. You find something to connect to, right? What do I, what do I mean by that? My mindset is this. Um, whenever I'm struck in a certain way, I strike back in the same area, case in point. So mm. when I was going through this different season with, you know, I have three kids. And so the teen years, right, even some of the adult years, um, there were just times where it's just part, the natural part of them growing up, right? But it's rough at times. So what I would do, not only would I obviously be working with them, I made up in my mind, yeah, your sound went out. Oh, no, there I'm we go. Okay. I, I hear you. No, you good. So what, what would happen is in order to, in order to, to, uh, to gain a vantage point, if you will, over the thing that was trying to strike me, I would strike back in the same area. What do I mean? I would find someone who was having issues with their teenagers or issues with their young adults. And then I would partner with them, right, to help them. Why? Because I wanted and I needed help in this area in my life. Mm. I've all, I've, that's just how I see. So I don't really want to use this <laughs> analogy, but I promise you, if, mm. if you're in a fight, you hit me, I promise you that's going to be a lick coming back. Right. right. And so with death, Death is a blow that if you're not careful, it can be a knockout punch. But when I read God's word, it's never designed to knock you out, right? It's, it, it's, you're not supposed to be knocked out by it. So when I was talking to you and we were just talking about the different things, everything that I was talking about, he's like, oh my God, yes, that's great. So I could see you championing those, championing those areas, Right. So like the young lady who lost her daughter, your friend connected. It was like, hey, you just told her the one thing. And I I've never do. met her. I have you, to this you day. Never, I have not met her. But you talked she to had, her. I did talk to her a couple of times and she right. had two other daughters. She had three girls and she had lost the oldest one. And I just reminded her that those other young ladies, they, they need you. Absolutely. They need you. So you call me whenever in the middle of the night early in the morning, the middle of the day, you know, and, and I'll, I'll listen mm -hmm. and, and I'll be there um, because I do understand what those feelings feel like. Mm -hmm. um, and not everybody does understand, which is why we have, we talk about, you know, like you said, you know, it's been a, a 18 years, but you know, it's, it still resonates as, as right. present, you know, yeah. and, in order for us to, to process that, you know, we, we need a safe space and a safe place to be able to express those feelings and to get it out and, yeah. you know, for somebody to listen, because at the end of the day, we all want to be heard. Right. We all want to be loved. Right. And we want to be valued. Absolutely. Right? But we got to learn to value self first mm -hmm. before we can expect to have it from anyone else. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. Well, you know, for her, even though it was only a couple of times, I guarantee you it was a game changer having someone in your corner. Um, yeah. um, in our other platform, in the locker room talk, we, we talk about the analogy of a boxer having a trainer and a cut man. The cut man, hmm. right, he gets the boxer after every round and the blows from that round, his job is to patch him up keep him going so he can finish the fight. The trainer aspect being in the corner is he gives the boxer a different vantage point. So okay. if the boxer, even though he's trained, he studied the fighter, he's fighting, there are little bitty, there are little bitty tendencies, right? We call it living life in the inches. 
if the earth was to rotate and pivot in just a different direction, the sun would disintegrate us and burn us up. We live life in the inches. So when you go through grieving like that, just to have somebody, to have somebody in a corner that, you know, after this round, I can go back, watch this, the boxer, he don't go and stand in the corner. They sit him down and they, they go to work on him. Now watch this. It's not for a long period of time. Cause why the bell is about to ring. He has to go right back in. That's how death looks. And so if you don't have cut men in life, if you don't have trainers in life, Mm. you need a place where you can come and sit and just let somebody put their hands on you. Let somebody get in front of you and say, Hey, I've been through you're in, look, you're in round number eight. When I was doing it, I had to box. We boxed 12 rounds, 15 rounds, whatever it is. So having people is so important. It helps you get through the toughest parts and the toughest moments of your life. So I have a good friend that I'm going to be interviewing her this month. Um, Mm -hmm. And I won't tell all of her story. I want her to tell it. But one of the things she did to help her move forward after the death of her child, she started Mm -hmm. a foundation. She said, I'm not going to let this be I'm not going to let what happened define me or my family. We're going to take this hurtful, painful thing, and I'm going to take it, do something positive, and make it live. In other words, yeah, his life may be over right here. It may end it there, but the story doesn't end because I'm going to take it. And for the rest of my life, we're going to champion his life. And so one of the ways to get over the grieving process is to do that. Find people who are going through what you're going through or find people that you can give to, so into. Find a cause that you're passionate about that you can partner with and do. I promise you, all of that is part of the grieving process to help you what move forward. And yes. like I said, even though you shared your story, and I know it was painful, but there's a joy that you have, right? I love that about you. You just, you see the glass half full and death has a way of making you see the glass less than <laughs> death makes you look at the glass. Like it's just a sip in the cup. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, man, ain't nothing in here but a swallow Lord. Right. But I can right. tell just that smile. That's not something you're doing for the camera. That's no. on the camera, off the camera. And everybody that knows you is contagious. Right. And so I do have, I have this to tell you, Mr. Harry. Hickerson. Yes. Yes. This is the very first the very first time that I have publicly discussed my daughter. Oh, wow. Way. Now, I didn't know first. that. The very I first time. To, to therapy. I've gone to group sessions. You know, I've talked to my friends and things like that. But to actually be looking at you and looking mm-hmm. at me and actually talking about it, it's the very first time. Incredible. Viewers the very listen. first time. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So when I ask you, do you talk about it? I just assume, well, you probably you've had this conversation, maybe not necessarily a podcast way in that way, but I like, well, hey, she's talked about it. Let's have you on. So that even gives it more credence. Right. I, I'm telling you, you have to walk this thing out. Right. And um, <laughs> yes, so do. that even that makes the podcast that much more special. So thank you for entrusting the New Balance podcast, entrusting me with your your daughter's story with your story and your life. I promise you that we're going to be good stewards over it. And I promise you this, that you are helping people right now. I guarantee you, if you're watching it, that's okay. Go ahead and cry, but make up in your mind. The days of me crying like this over this are over. Yeah. Right. I want to move and I want to graduate to the next place. So wow, this has been a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, Ms. Jacqueline, um, New Balance podcast. Show some love for my, for my my sister, Miss Jacqueline Brown. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Miss um, Miss Jackie. I can tell too that um, we didn't really talk a lot about it, even though we 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 mentioned scriptures. We talked about God, mm-hmm. um, and I know I will in the other interviews. But I will tell you this. The one thing I do know about Miss Jacqueline is 
Um, the one reason she is on here and she's able to talk about it and still smile is because of her faith. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. One thousand percent. I don't knock any other methods and everything that you do, but I, I will tell you, um, this faith that we have is just not uh, tagline quotes and T-shirts and WWJ and all that. It is a real relationship that is life changing if you allow it to be. And I promise you, when you need it, it, when yeah. you would, when you need it the most, it will absolutely be everything that you need in order to live and be sustained. It's not play play. I've never done this on a podcast, but I'm gonna do it today. If you on here, you watch it, and you saying, "I always hear you to Harry talking about faith, H2O," and listen, when I when I'm talking about faith, I don't want to get it twisted. I'm talking about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, him being your Lord and your Savior. Now, what does that mean? Does he come in and make life so sweet, so beautiful? Yes, he does, but it doesn't come without challenge. It doesn't come without challenge. But I promise you this, I gave the analogy of having somebody in your corner. If you have him in your corner, you are the majority. You are the majority. You have the majority. And I don't care what situation, I don't care how life comes and a turn Life has a way of turning itself on top of you and you'll find yourself under the bottom of life. But if he's in your corner, he'll make life right side up. If your heart is broken, he will kill it. He is close to the brokenhearted. So if you have this wound today, you're watching. I want to encourage you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. It's, Mm -hmm. It's simple. It's just simple. Believing it in your heart and confessing it with your mouth. Right. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm telling you, it is the game changer. And so it's impossible to talk about death and not talk about the life giver. He is the life giver. And so um, I pray if you're watching and your yeah. heart is broken, try like, well, I don't want to say try because you can't try Jesus. You have to choose him. Go ahead, Miss Jack. I see you want to say something, Miss Jacqueline. I have an acronym that um that I like to refer to, um, to remind myself of life. Cause you keep saying life and it's just like, it's like, it, right. It. So right. I, I have a thing that goes with that. I say lessons individually fostered for you to evolve. Ooh, did y'all lessons, hear that? Lessons individually fostered for you to evolve. Wow. If you heard that, you have a responsibility to evolve. Listen, the dinosaurs are extinct. You were never (laughs) designed to be extinct. You better evolve. Man, look, y'all better evolve. Come on, Miss Jacqueline. Come on, Miss. Come on, JB. Uh, Mm -hmm. She just dropped a triple double on us. Yes. And then she hit a three-pointer at the buzzer while we're getting ready to end this thing. Yes. Boom. Listen, yes. new, ba- new Balance Podcast. Once again, show some love for my, my good friend, Jacqueline Brown. Thank you so much, Jacqueline, for, for coming on and being a part of this. This my is pleasure. probably one of my, um, this subject, you know, is near and dear to my heart. And we know yes. both that people are definitely dealing with it. So uh, New Balance Podcast, we got another one. We got another one for you. Look, I definitely want you to share this, man. You, if you know people who are going through, share this with them. Um, tell them to put it on and and let it encourage their hearts. But listen, we got to get out of here and get out your way. Right. We always okay. sit here at uh, the New Balance Podcast. <laughs> it's strength for today, sustenance for tomorrow. It's your boy, your potential conditioner, H2O. We'll see you when we see you. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.